here's a message from Ken Lavica. How did the defense in the running game give overall shape to the way this played out, Jameis? Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It's to week one NFL Sunday. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I felt good about Jameis Winston going into 2021. I didn't think that he would be the face and the star of the first NFL Sunday in 2021. That was epic. Oh, what a Sunday of football. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. It's a football Monday. Tomorrow's going to be a football Tuesday. It'll be a football Wednesday after that. What's going to come after that, Coquel? Football Thursday. Yeah, that's right. And then a football Friday. We're here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the massively uncomfortable and, as of this morning, stormy intracoastal ESPN 1063 free ESPN app and your smart speaker. I said this morning know, it was stormy. It's not stormy wind- now. There's windows outside. You're looking out. Our whole wall is a window. And it's bright and sunny. Coquel, I'm trying to switch it up every day, okay? Just just play along with me. All it's right? snowing here at ESPN West Palm. Like, what are you doing? Listen, don't get on me because I have crafted something just for your sensibilities after the first NFL Sunday in 2021. Because we, Coquel, are going to have a special edition of Tautel. Tautel? Tautel. On the Monday after week one? Uh-huh. Oh, but boy. it's not going to be the traditional Tautel where it's you just picking games. That's a win. That's a loss. We're going to be talking players, coaches, and teams. Who are the winners? Who are the losers? The first NFL week one Sunday. Let's start with the winners because I want to get this off on a positive note. I want to get this off on a who looked good and I tell you, who looked good is the guy that we heard from in the open that had the hilarious lack of recollection of what his trainer actually told him, and he forgot what his trainer told him about two seconds after he brought up the subject of his trainer with Tom Rinaldi on Fox, but that was Jameis Winston. Jameis was absolutely sensational, and the Saints just completely bombed out the Packers in Jacksonville. That was... I mean, that was an ass whooping. That was ridiculous. You could say they mollywhopped them. That that was a mollywhopping. If you want to use that word, that's a great word to use. But Jameis, we a couple of weeks ago talked about whether or not it was okay to root for him. How did it feel and how was it going to be consumed that we were sort of rooting for Jameis Winston? Well, there's an entire city right now, an entire state right now, New Orleans, Louisiana, They have no problems rooting for Jameis Winston, despite his past, despite transgressions. 14 of 20 yesterday, 148 yards, five touchdowns. The 148 yards a bit misleading because the Saints were working on a short field all game long. Because on the other side, Aaron Rodgers was atrocious. Two interceptions, two interceptions 
in three plays. He had five picks all of last season. He had two interceptions thrown in three plays. He was bad. He said after the game, he was bad. The Packers were not competitive. But on the other side, Jameis Winston is throwing deep balls. Jameis Winston is accurate in the red zone. Jameis Winston yesterday, Coquel, was a leader. He was a leader. And this was his best throw of the day. And this arguably was the best throw any quarterback made of the day yesterday. Ever. On second down, air down, Deontay Harris. He's got That Winston to Deontay Harris touchdown throw, 50 yards, was absolutely sensational. Jameis Winston was the winner, the winner of Week 1 NFL Sunday. He's on pace for 85 touchdowns. I'm sure he's going to get there. 85. 85 touchdowns. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that's a record. Well, Kyler Murray is also on pace for 85 touchdowns as well. Why why you got to take my shine away from Jameis? But Jameis Winston also... (laughs) On pace for 85 yeah, touchdowns. But I think just the the scope of the game, you're taking on the Packers who came a play away from going to the Super Bowl last year. You don't get to play in your home stadium because of the hurricane. You have to go to Jacksonville and play the Packers. And to do what Jameis did, his reclamation debut, that was awesome. That was a spectacle to behold. And that's why Jameis Winston is the week one winner. We're playing Tautau. That's a win. That's a loss on this Monday. Your week one NFL Sunday winner, Jameis Winston. Who do you have? Player, coach, team. Who is the winner of week one NFL Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm, as always, 888-760-3776. You know who else was a winner yesterday? The only team in the AFC East to pick up a victory yesterday, and that is the Dolphins. Was it ugly? Yes. A 17-16 win. Did the Dolphins' defense have a hard time getting off the field? Yes. Did the Dolphins' offensive line have a tough time protecting Tua? Yes. But That same scenario over the last 15 years, close at Foxborough, the Dolphins have lost every single time. And you see what the Bills did. They just laid down in the fourth quarter at home to Pittsburgh. You saw that the Jets can't protect their rookie quarterback. They go down to their former quarterback in the Carolina Panthers. And then, of course, the Dolphins hand the Patriots that loss. The Dolphins, the only team to win NFL Week 1 Sunday. That, to me, I'll take it. That's a winner yesterday. And then another winner in that same game. I think Mac Jones was a winner yesterday. Mac Jones, and what's his nickname? Smugface. Mm -hmm, Smugface. Mac Jones looked good under constant pressure yesterday. The Dolphins' pass rush existed, but it wasn't effective. And that's because Josh McDaniels is very good at what he does, and he put his rookie quarterback in a position to succeed. Well, that's why they didn't score any points, though. That's the thing. They did struggle to score points because the Dolphins' defense is good when they have their back against them. But you can make a quarterback look good if you're not trying to score points and you're just trying to make a quarterback look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier to be efficient if you're not taking the shots that you need to take to be 
a high-powered offense. They did not take many deep shots, um, but they did move the ball, and it's because the Dolphins were doing what they do under Brian Flores. They blitz, 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 exotic look, blitz, blitz, and the Patriots were just running underneath routes, and Mac Jones was able to pick the Dolphins apart. Mac Jones looked calm and composed, looked good. I thought Mac Jones was encouraging. So, yeah, he gets handed that big old L from Tua and company, but Mac Jones, if you're a Patriots fan... That's that's a win. What for throw you. wowed you? What there, throw wowed you? He made all game. There, there wasn't, wasn't any. He threw no. an open. Oh, I can hit you on an open drag route over the middle too. But I also, if you're if you're able to most of the time convert on third down and complete 10, 11, 12 yard intermediate throws underneath, that's good. You're not. I'll gonna, take that. You're not going to win games that way, though. You may not turn the ball over, but you're not going to win games that way. He did at one point turn around and just spike a ball into the turf, and because there was pressure coming, that wasn't very good for Mac Jones. But he showed poise. He, uh, he looked if, better than Trevor Lawrence did. If he wasn't, well, Trevor Lawrence, they tried to take shots. That's why he threw three touchdowns, threw for three hundred yards, but also threw the three picks. If Mac Jones was trying to throw those big passes, the same thing would happen there. I just I get so annoyed. It's because it's Belichick's quarterback, and he's flabby like Brady was when he came in. We're just giving him more than he needs to. I heard someone breaking down the Jets-Patriots game for next week, and they're like, oh, the Patriots are going to dominate. They're going up against a rookie quarterback. But yeah. Robert Sala's not right. going up against a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones? I, well, like this, we're, just, we're just eliminating that? The same thing happened this week. We talked about it on Friday when Keyshawn Johnson, uh, you hear him uh, weekdays at 6 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. His analysis his preview of Dolphins Patriots It was Keyshawn was, again, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was Key this morning. Said the same thing next week. Like, what, we're just going to keep doing this? It was, we know what Mac Jones is, but the question mark is Tua. Wait, what? Excuse me? I don't understand that. Come on, Key. But I thought Mac Jones, that was, that was a winner yesterday. Now... For the losers, and again, who is your winner? Week 1 NFL Sunday, I say Jameis Winston. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Your losers, the Packers. I mean, that was listless. That was sleepy. That was unprepared. That was an incredibly distressing performance off of what was a choke job in the NFC Championship. And they went to Jacksonville. And did not look like they wanted to be there at all. Aaron Rodgers did not play like someone that needed to make a statement after having nothing but drama, producing nothing but drama in that offseason. A couple of our teammates here at ESPN West Palm, Casey Korth, Courtney Rokoff, ah. home team Tina, made the trip all the way to Jacksonville to see puking. To just literally see the Packers collectively vomit all over the field in Jacksonville. At least Casey showed up to work today, not like Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Ah, I see what you're doing there. Jeopardy, here I go. Uh, so the the Patri- uh, the 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 Packers. What is end of the losers. era for 500, Alex? <laughs> you're calling it right now. It's over. That was. I mean, the Packers were flat out the biggest losers from yesterday. Your biggest winner, your biggest loser from NFL Week 1 Sunday, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. You know when we sat in the studio on uh, day one of the NFL draft just a couple of weeks beforehand, we were calling the Atlanta Falcons practice facility, oh, yeah, Cocal, yeah. to try and get them to not draft Kyle Pitts. We thought that we, by calling their receptionist, we thought by, by calling their receptionist, we could talk 
uh, Arthur Smith and Arthur Blank and uh, the Falcons out of drafting Kyle Pitts. Well, turns out there's really nothing to be scared of because the Falcons don't know how to incorporate Kyle Pitts. They can't get Matt Ryan protected. They can't give Matt Ryan any sort of protection. The Eagles went into Atlanta and thrashed the Falcons. That was dirty yesterday. The Falcons didn't look like they had anything. When you're a head coach, and that's your debut, this is your first head coaching job, and this is your debut, and your team lays an egg, no pun intended, like that, I'm pretty sure Falcons lay eggs, then you're in some big PR trouble right away. 32-6 to that final, and Matt Ryan, 21 of 35, 164. They ran the ball a little bit, but the Eagles did whatever they wanted and in this. I, I don't think there's a team that looked worse than the Eagles in the preseason. Like they were, yeah, they were, they were so bad in terrible. the preseason, and it carried over into week one. Jalen Hurts throws for 264 and three touchdowns, a 126-4 quarterback rating. But if you're a new head coach, and did you see the photos of Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, on the sideline in the fourth quarter? I mean, just despair. Stone-faced, no emotion, angry, seething. This is my quarter, this is my head coaching hire, and we're bad. That was bad. It's also bad if you're going to rock the single digit and not put up a good performance in your first game also. That was my biggest takeaway from the thing, the biggest losers for me, where when you got beat for a touchdown and you were number four playing corner, it just looks that much worse because I yeah. haven't I haven't adjusted to a number four like Jalen Ramsey wears number five, but at least he's going to show out every time. When I see someone get beat and you're wearing number four at DB, I'm like, mm, maybe let's get back to a 20s number. But how about with a, a winner from that game, Nick Sirianni? That team was ready to go, and Nick Sirianni has been in the Jalen Hurts corner the entire time. Speaking of good head coaching debuts, Nick Sirianni had the worst head coach debut press conference of anything that we've ever seen. He couldn't string together three coherent sentences in that press conference. He botched a coaching saying that he was trying to throw out there to the Philadelphia masses, but he puts a headset on and his team performed. So for me, Jameis Winston is the winner of NFL Sunday week one. To me, the Packers, the team that Jameis dominated, they're the losers of NFL week one Sunday. How about you? Who are your winners? Who are your losers? NFL Week 1 Sunday. It's a special edition of Monday Tautal. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Let's go to Eric in Loxahatchee. Eric, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Eric? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, biggest winner, I'd have to say, Stafford last night. Yeah. And loser, Saquon Barkley. Guy just... Giants line, whichever. Yeah, and, and Saquon Barkley is the biggest loser because there's nothing he can do. He's running into a wall every single time. As big and beefy as your thighs are, sometimes it just doesn't matter. And I think that Stafford in his Rams debut, that is everything you were looking for when you made that trade for Stafford. It was calm, it was composed, it was under control, it was three touchdowns, and appreciate the call, Eric. That brings me to another loser that I had last night, and that was Matt Nagy. What is the plan for the Bears? What's the plan for that offense? What are they trying to do? You have Justin Fields come in to run the option a couple of times. There's nothing that seems to really be progressive about that Bears offense. 
The Bears' defense is full of holes. When you hear Chicago Bears, I think there's this misconception that, oh, they're a defense-oriented team. Since when? It's been three, four years since they had a serviceable defense. Khalil Mack's first year was the last year that they were overwhelming on defense. They're not good defensively, and they're even worse offensively. And Matt Nagy, who you could argue should have been possibly out of a job after last year, but they snuck into that expanded playoff field. Here the Bears are, just sort of sleepy on the national stage on Sunday night. I don't know what the Bears' plan is. And they have a young quarterback there to try. And they refuse to put the young quarterback in the game to try. For the exception of some gimmick option plays. That's not how you use Justin Fields, who's one of the most accurate passers in the history of college football. Can we talk about that for a second? Because Chris Collinsworth went on the air and we're talking about how Justin Fields needs to get caught up to speed. He only knows how to run the read. Did he not watch him at Ohio State? I know. It seemed like he never saw Justin Fields play, ever. He was the most pro-ready out of all the guys, minus Trevor Lawrence, coming out of college. And all of a sudden, because... You can figure out why. All of a sudden, he's just a read guy who has to figure out how to throw in the pocket. Yeah, it, it really did seem like, and I know exactly what you're talking about, Chris Collinsworth actually had not seen a single snap of Justin Fields at Ohio State. Did he miss him in the college football playoff last year? Did he miss anything that Justin Fields has been able to do in a Buckeyes uniform? But what's the plan with the Bears? Matt Nagy is definitely a week one NFL Sunday loser. Your winners and your losers. It's taught out. Your winners and losers from an NFL week one Sunday, 888 888- 760-3776-888-760-3776. And again, tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquellas presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Uh, briefly saw Dr. Jim Reardon out at FAU's pounding of Georgia Southern on Saturday. Nikosi Perry getting it done. Four touchdown passes through for 332. Sensational. Miami Hurricanes, thank you. But the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, they just get it done like FAU football just gets it done. In fact, a big day as well for a couple of uh, FAU MBA Sport Management Program students right now that play on the FAU football team. Jordan Helm had a fumble recovery. Chase Lassiter was uh, the one who started a chain reaction defensively to force that fumble. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program getting it done on the field and in the classroom. They are top 15 internationally when it comes to FAU MBA Sport Management Programs or MBA Sport Management Programs. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, they will put you in a job in sports 22 years they've been doing it there are very few mba sport management programs in this country older and they have adapted to the times this is your path to the sports industry fau.edu slash mba sport that's fau.edu slash mba sport check them out get signed up for spring semester classes online or on campus in boca that's fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program when we return to a it was okay. The Dolphins are 1-0. We take our Dolphins deep dive when we return. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.